Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. I love the Who. Do you remember what song that is? You finally lost it over there dancing in your little seat. And I can see you through the curtain yeah, here on yeah, the screen. So. <laughs> it's plastic. Eminence Front. Come on, you're supposed to help us here. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. In a moment, all of our lines will be open. You can call us at 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Tomorrow, Joe Kant's got to check back in. They're going to do a by-appointment-only opportunity at the Snyder County Courthouse, plus they have a mask giveaway. I believe he's uh, also, he already has one thing on his agenda tomorrow. He's participating in the National Day of Prayer, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And we were just uh, uh, we're just grateful that he's been keeping us up to date with the goings-on in Snyder County, so we do appreciate that. If you have been following the news uh, in Union County, the first death related to COVID-19 has been reported by the State Department of Health. Of course, we're not fishing for details on who that was. That's all private information, and that's the way that will stay. Uh, but when it comes to reporting deaths, there's been a lot of discussion, not only in Pennsylvania but elsewhere, as to what should be considered a coronavirus-related death and what is not. Uh, so we did uh, ask Dominic Adamo, who's the Union County coroner, to talk to us about some of these uh, unanswered questions, and he agreed to call us this morning. So, Dominic, thank you so much for calling in today. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, Sam, thank you for calling in. Okay, so uh, go ahead and say that you don't have too much information on the individual who did die in Union County, at least that you can disclose uh, publicly, please. Right, we can't disclose individual information. That is, um, you know, information that's private and sensitive and in respect to the family. Obviously, don't want to release anything like that. Um, but what I can tell you, you know, the, the Department of Health is reporting that there is one death in Union County uh, contributed to the virus. Um, you know, according to my records, I have two deaths in the county uh, contributed to the virus. And I think where the controversy lies is the reporting. Um, the Department of Health reports based on uh, residents address and that is pulled from the the death certificate that's electronically filed with the Department of Health and so what you get is you know for example if you have a resident in Union County that was taken to Geisinger Medical Center and they pass away due to COVID-19 it's going to show a Union County death and it wouldn't actually be in my total um, and conversely if someone resides in Snyder County, they come to Evangelical Community Hospital and pass away from it, um, that death's not going to show up in Union County's total. Um, so the discrepancy is um, the reporting. 
basically, is of where they're pulling that data from. Who makes the call? For example, there's been some reporting that in New York they were instructed, and I don't know who they are, to report every death as COVID-related so that they could get more money. Do you make the call as the coroner, or does the doctor who pronounces them dead at the uh, hospital make that determination? And do you have a right to question it if you disagree? Yeah, I would have a right to question it. Um, There's a couple things that falls into play here, um, and this is what the Pennsylvania Coroners Association has been working with the Department of Health on, is all these deaths that are COVID-19, we believe as coroners should be reported to the county coroner. Um, even though they are natural deaths, um, but it's due to a public um, health crisis, uh, which under the county code in Pennsylvania is a reportable condition to the coroner. However, the Department of Health has issued directives to these medical facilities that they're not necessarily have to do that. Um, Now, our local one has agreed to report them to me, but I know in some other areas, they, the facilities have, you know, are choosing not to for whatever reason. Um, So we, we get a lack of information um so if i if we look at like if someone passes away there at geisinger and it's not reported to the coroner it's not going to show up in his totals um whereas it's just going to go through as a natural death Uh, so it's hard for us to to keep an accurate count then what exactly is a COVID-19 death? We have a lot of folks in nursing homes that have comorbidities, and those individuals uh, die, and it's attributed to COVID-19, but they had uh, other issues, too. Do you see why there's a, a lot of unanswered questions about to what is precisely a COVID-19-related death? Well, uh, ultimately, you would like to, to have a test on the individual, and the test come back positive. Um, but... COVID-19 related could be that they had other under underlying health issues, um, heart disease, diabetes, uh, COPD, asthma, those types of things, and it could have been exacerbated by the COVID-19. Um, you know, in that case, I would still list primarily the cause of death as COVID-19, and then list the the other uh, diseases secondary to that. Well, when you when you have to make up the death certificate, do you work mm-hmm. on information given to you by the hospital, or does the doc? I mean, you, and ultimately, you have to fill it out, right? Uh, not on all the cases, no, no because okay. it is a natural death. Um, the physician who is attending to the patient uh, can issue the death certificate. And so you have no reason to question their decision unless something, someone would report something to you, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So yeah, and I and go ahead. I was just going to ask if are you aware of any standard for this type of thing and making the determination on the part of the hospitals in the area? Do they all work off the same criteria, or does maybe Evan have a slightly different policy with respect to filling out these natural death certificates than, let's say, Geisinger would? Um. I don't, I don't know Geisinger's policy. Um, like I said, Evan had, they reported a COVID-19 death to me in late March, mm-hmm. but the physician did sign the death certificate. 
Um, so I just reviewed reviewed the information, and I basically recorded it in my records. And that doctor then issued the death certificate, and of course, then the individual was released to the to the funeral home, and the certificate filed by the funeral director. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure what the facilities outside of Union County are doing. Are, are Pennsylvania's COVID-19 death rates, uh, death numbers accurate? And do you think the people that uh, they're listing as the state is listing as having died from COVID-19 really did? Or are there other, fa- you know, significant other factors involved that those numbers really aren't accurate? For example, we know testing really is just a snapshot of one really s- tiny sliver of the pandemic picture in Pennsylvania. But of course, we talk about it all the time. Is Are the death numbers that we get from Harrisburg any sort of an indicator that we can rely on? Um, I think I think it's fairly accurate. Um, I understand why they're doing it that way as far as doing it per zip code, um, where the individual resided. They want to look at where a potential hotspot could come up, and that would allow them to respond uh, to that area. Because, you know, obviously if you did it in like 17821 Danville and you're going to have a large amount of people passing away there because they're being brought in from different areas uh, to the Geisinger Medical Center. Um, So I I see why they're breaking it out that way. But I think the, the miscommunication or if we have two data sets where the coroner could report the death in the county and then the DOH can report um, by residence address and then let the people decide what information they want to use. I, this is, I hesitate to ask this question because it probably will upset some people, but I am curious. Uh, in you know, They've limited the number of people attending funerals to 10 or fewer if they're allowed to have them. But does someone who dies from the coronavirus pose any special problem either to the mourners at the, pro, at the funeral or to the people at the funeral homes who uh, take care of the deceased? Well, there's definitely universal precautions uh, should be taken when you're when you're around someone that passes away. Um, you know, I've seen literature come back or correspondence through the Coroner's um, Association where an individual was passed away from COVID-19. Uh, they were in a uh, morgue facility and tested again through nasal swab seven days later and, you know, came back positive mm-hmm. um, in refrigeration. So you definitely want to use universal precautions um, but if the, the uh, preparation of the deceased is done properly and sanitized properly, um, I don't believe it constitutes a uh, public health hazard. All right. Anything else to add to our discussion? Uh, Joe, Joe and I uh, might not have asked you about something important that you'd like to add. Um, I just think, you know, everyone should just be aware, still maintain the social distancing and hand washing and and just be vigilant. I I can see, um, it, like I said, the Department of Health thing, if, if they don't report deaths in a certain area where people can become lax and let their guard down, and, you know, if they see there's none in this particular area. So um, I think people should just maintain that uh, awareness going forward. 
All right. Well, thank you so much. Keep in touch. Dominic Adamo is the Union County Coroner, also the owner and operator of the Adamo Funeral Home in Mifflinburg. So uh, we appreciate your uh, information and expertise. So thanks for calling in today. Okay. Thank you for having me. Take care. Appreciate that, uh, Dominic Adamo, on the line. Uh, We'll get ready to take a break, but uh, we'll start to solicit your calls right now. You can call us. We have an open line. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. That's one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You are welcome to email us, as two individuals have done at on the mark at wkok.com and you can do as one individual did that's text us at 70236 when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the smc way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the Subway motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions and take the test drive and think on it for over 100 years the mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have the other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will the smc way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth the SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we got open phones, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Eric from Port Treverton, deep in the heart of Snyder County, is on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, today is National Nurses Day. And first of all, a big shout-out to and thanks to all the wonderful nurses we have here in the Valley who are continuing to show up for work day in and day out, putting their lives at risk, uh, taking care of folks with the COVID-19, but, you know, just taking care of our folks in our senior centers, uh, taking care of our, our handicapped, our, our talent out there at Seelands Grove Center here, right here in Seelands Grove. Um, my 33 and a half years with Commonwealth, I work with nurses every day. And I'm not a nurse myself, but I work with them. And I can say, uh, top to bottom, side to side, registered nurses and also LPNs were some of the finest folks I worked with during my, you know, over a third of a century career with the Commonwealth. And so a big, a big shout out and say thank you, nurses, for all you're doing. Well, yeah, I, found, I found a crowd here to cheer for them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you completely. Well, and I was at the yeah. Wise Markets yesterday, and uh, some people had brought in signs thanking them and cards thanking the grocery store workers for being on the front line. And they have a lot of extra staff in the store. Some of them are doing the shopping for the Wise to go service or the shipped service, and others are uh, monitoring the incoming and outgoing people, making sure that they're you know taking the right in- entrance and exit. And uh, of course, you have to guide people through the checkout lines anymore. So. Um, yeah, there's and a lot. control of, the traffic. But I anyway, never thought all the way be back around to the beginning, yes, yeah, so there were some signs that people had brought in posters and cards thanking them. I never thought there'd be traffic directors in a supermarket <laughs> <laughs> without uh, badges. I just want to comment, too. We are also blessed here in the Valley to have uh, great institutions which are uh, training our nurses. 
Penn Tech has a wonderful nursing program up there. And right now, I believe they're constructing a new school of nursing at Geisinger where the former uh, nursing uh, house, nursing school used to be, which is going to be training nurses there in conjunction with Bloomsburg University. So we are blessed to have a pipeline uh, for training new nurses because obviously we need nurses all the time. And I would just speak to any of our high school folks or those entering college. Uh, nursing is a wonderful career to get into. Uh, it is very rewarding, and you can go to school right here in the Valley and stay right here in the Valley and uh, and help take care of me and you folks as we get older. Uh, so I encourage uh, young folks who have that compassionate heart uh, to consider going to nursing. Well, thank you for your call. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank Very you. positive message. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Appreciate Eric. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. Bye. Calling attention to the men and women who are the uh, nurses in the central Susquehanna Valley. So right. sad. forgot this was National Nurses Day. I, I heard it earlier, but then I didn't remember it. So I'm glad Eric reminded us. Well, and I, I, the people are calling the good workers at the grocery store heroes. And, of course, you have people on the front line at the hospitals uh, taking good care of people. And uh, is anybody who... Is an essential worker a hero? You know, I mean, we we get a lot of people, got a lot of eggheads in Harrisburg that are working. And, um, well, they, when you they, see the story I saw this morning in the paper that showed about three people being arrested for shooting and killing a store clerk who told the daughter of one of them that she mm-hmm. had to wear a mask to come in the store. You know that these really are heroes. To well, that violence is pre-existing condition too, so to speak, because that you had a, you have a society that's already you know has some individuals in it that are super violent, ultra-violent, yeah. if we could use that line from Stanley Kubrick. Well, I don't know from all police departments, but I've been listening to, as I always do with my police monitor, and I've heard quite an increase, it seems to me, in domestic violence calls of one type or another. So I think that, you know, people are living together in close proximity and apparently getting on each other's nerves one way or another. Well, it could be. It is, uh, I think the way we entered this was relatively calmly and maybe a little bit more gracefully a month ago, but the way that we're exiting, people are a little wound up, so um, I, I think uh, that's probably contributing to our that. Our caller, Tom, yesterday said Republicans are hypocrites for wanting to open up, and they're ta- talking about the amount of money uh, that, you know, it's all economic, but it's not just economic. It is mental health, you know, the being confined in closed quarters. I mean, you and I have been friends for a lot of years. I wouldn't want to spend every day with you, uh, 20 hours a day. Bad enough, it's four days <laughs> be, a week. Yeah, four days a week for 90 minutes. But seriously, I mean, people living together in in homes, uh, and I, c- I can understand that, you know, you'd get on each other's nerves, and I can understand, uh, I don't understand the violence part, I don't think that's necessary, but I mean, for people's mental health, there's, there's got to be some release, some light at the end of the tunnel, and I know it's very easy to say, oh, the president just wants to get the economy going to help his re-election, but I think he's actually concerned about people's mental health, their physical well-being, their emotional well-being, their economic well-being, you know, health-wise is one thing, but there are other components to this, and, and I agree agree when Dr. Fauci says that, you know, you have to weigh whether or not you will accept more deaths in order to have more activity. Um, more freedom. That's a call I wouldn't want to make. And of course, if it's my loved one, I'm going to say, well, let's stay in. But if it's your loved one, I might say, okay, let's open up and, you know, we'll see what happens. 
you know, so we, we've well, got to find a balance here, Mark. I don't know where it is, <laughs> but we've got to find one. It's freedom versus responsibility. It's the same thing your parents taught you when you were 12 years old. You know, if you want to do what you want to do and go where you want to be, go where you want to go and be who, with whom you ever wish to, you have to show some responsibility. And, and that's what we're being asked to do once again. We sort of we're kind of on a roll where we could do whatever we want whenever we wanted and buy whatever we want whenever we needed it. And uh, and we're learning now that uh, we take a lot of these things for granted. I mean, you, you think of the food supply chains that are getting disrupted by the coronavirus. And, and I, I in a way, it's a, it's you have two things that are working against us. One, you have the self-imposed government shutdowns, which, you know, hurts businesses and sure really is. wrecks lives in many ways. And then you have the virus itself, which is shutting down meat processing plants and, and making it so that, uh, you know, that, that becomes more scarce. Plus, of course, then the virus is affecting people in those plants, so they're sick and ill, and, you know, some of them get hospitalized, and, you know, so you have that going on. So it's interesting to note, though, that it seems like our whole society was kind of on the edge. You know, we're, you know if, if, if one week of having one meat processing, I mean, a big meat processing plant closed down, disrupts the whole food chain for the whole East Coast, uh, it, it seems like we're a little too dependent on these big places. You know, well, I think if we've learned anything out of this, it's that we need to bring this stuff back here to our country. We need to be the ones making the pills. Things we in need the to, U.S. Right. We need to be the ones making the manufacturing, or manufacturing the goods. And if we as Americans have to pay a few cents or maybe a dollar or two more for something to get it done here and to pay American workers wages. And to pay the real costs. And to pay the real cost, right, then I think we have to do it. That's part of like buckling down and saying, okay, we're not going to be dependent on other people for our survival anymore. The fact that the Chinese, when they found out what they were dealing with, bought up all these masks and gowns and equipment and are now selling them back at exorbitant rates, <laughs> you know, is beyond belief to me. I mean, a country that's willing to do that, I think, would do anything. I saw an ad, I, I'm assuming it's a political ad, about the U.S. sold China a b- bunch of stuff, you know, saying of, uh, PPE. Of course, this was before we knew that we'd be in desperately short supplies here. But fortunately, I guess the president yesterday was at a PP, a mask right. plant yesterday, although he didn't wear a mask, which is ironic, but that's another Well, neither the people t- dealing with him in the photos right. I saw. Right. So. He asked them all to take their mask off because he wasn't going to wear one. <laughs> that's kind of You funny. know that for sure? Yes, yes, okay. that's true. But that's all right. That's their prerogative. You know, I think you should be able to do a photo op at some point. At some point, you know, there should be somebody somewhere who can take their mask off. Of course, he's already said he's not going to put one on, so that's his thing. Well, he said he might if under certain circumstances. Oh, did he? I yeah, didn't he hear did. that. Okay. But listen, th- this is a tough call for anybody well, to make. Well, he gets tested all the time. Yeah. I'm not dissing him. I did, you know, I, I, if I wanted to criticize him, there's plenty. But not wearing a mask when you're tested frequently is hardly a sin. But the Chinese, you know, th- they do bear some responsibility for this. I know it's easy to say. I think people on the left just want to well, pound the president. What difference does it make? So it, 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 ma- it, makes, it makes a big difference. I don't think, I don't know what tariffs there can be, but I think there are other countries in the world that think that China was less than forthcoming here, and they should be uh, suffer some consequence for that. I mean, it's a totalitarian regime, and they don't want to look like they're bad. They have the party congress coming up next year, and <laughs> President Xi doesn't want to look like he's, you know, been criticized. 
ostracized by the world. I mean, it's an it's an Asian culture, and saving face and all those things are important. So you don't want to look like you made a mistake. And I can understand their culture, and I respect their sensitivities. But on the other hand, you're talking about the deaths of a lot of people. And if they have been open and forthcoming, they wouldn't let our inspectors in. We asked mm-hmm. to be able to go to that market in Wuhan okay. and to determine. All right, so let's stipulate that they deserve punishment. What should we do? Well, I think the world, I think they should be open to lawsuits, you know, from families, some, some kind of class action lawsuit against them so for failing to report. So they bear 10% of the responsibility. Right. I don't think they bear at all because, let's face it, uh, here in America, for some reason, we have more cases than anywhere else in the world. And that's surprising to yeah, me. Yeah, and how much of the world's population do we have? Not as much as other countries. <laughs> Two or 3% probably. But, I mean, it's it's sad that we're in this position, and I don't want to find fault with everybody. You know, they're always saying the president, well, he's looking to blame everybody but himself. Okay, well, I, I will agree the guy's probably not number one on the introspection hit list. But still, I don't think he bears as much responsibility for it as the people who didn't tell them exactly what they were dealing with. If the Chinese had let our inspectors in and let them look at the Wuhan market. Right. And but we still have to come, we have to come away with something that if you wish to punish them or sue them, you know, that's that's fine. Well, I think that, they should that, have liability. Okay, that's fine. But that won't advance our case. That won't help us get more testing here or more PPE or or help, uh, you know, people sort of come to grips with the fact that wearing a face mask is, you know, may help us or should, will help us. So, um I, I, I think blame all China all you want, and I think it's noteworthy, and I think if you wish to, go ahead, and we'll stipulate that they've been as bad about this as they possibly could, but it really doesn't help us. I think your solution, making sure that we bring back some manufacturing, you know, you had the, when GE started setting, or GE, yeah, GM started setting up their ventilator factory, the first thing they found out is that the uh, the frame that holds the wire harnesses and the a circuit board is made in China, you know. <laughs> so they had to so they had to ramp up a production of a of one of those so that they could advance this goal of producing ventilators in the U.S. Well, or made, more of or more of them in the U.S. Most are made in the U.S. We made the decision over the years that price is more important to us than American jobs. Right. The real cost. We've the real talked cost. About this right. and nobody really cared up until now. Well, I know I had a friend who years ago, years ago, started a Buy America program, um, and he lives here in Shemokin Dam. One of our mm-hmm. one of my friends, one of our residents, and he worked very hard on that, trying to get people to buy American. He was always willing to spend a few dollars more, and he made it an active habit to look for things that said made in the USA. I think we need to, I don't think that's being xenophobic. I think that's saying, as President Trump has said, we're going to put America first. This is our country. These are our people. We owe them that. That is a way to look at it, and uh, but you can't buy everything. Not everything's made in America. And uh, of course, we know the entrepreneurs around here that try to do startups and build widgets soon find out that you can't compete in the U.S. or you can't get a factory to do it. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. More soon. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. 
Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our open line. We had a vibrant conversation a short time ago about what is China's impact and what we should do about that. I have two solutions. One, punish punish the liability that they enjoy and to uh, make sure that in the U.S. we try to bring some things to the U.S. that... uh, We've sent overseas some manufacturing. Of course, we are in a global community, so do you want to carve out one particular country or continent and say uh, you're no longer part of our global trading? So I think there's a real, there's a lot at play in this dynamic, but uh, we've made it clear that we're vulnerable if we don't have enough uh, access to certain things in the U.S. So uh, we can talk about that. Uh, we can talk about other things uh, that uh, have uh, popped up in the news uh, lately. Uh, one of, uh, uh, looks like a local dentist just sent a say he's not uh, too enthused about the fact that PPE is going to be restricted from hospitals where elective procedures are underway so we can talk about what's really happening there and uh, or any other topic we'd love to hear from you 1-800-795-9565 we're going to do our brief news headlines here <laughs> on the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company so please do check them out at sunburymotors.com our toll-free line is open call us 1-800-795-9565 you can email us at on the market at thekoka.com and text us at 70236. We also had Dominic Adamo on the line earlier, the Union County Coroner, talking about uh, really, the, I'm going to call it the vagueness of a COVID-19 related death. You know, what really kills somebody when they're at an advanced age, they have uh, other uh, health concerns, and then they get the coronavirus and die. Of course, that sounds like a COVID related death, but, uh, you know, you have people that were near end of life situations anyway so how do you how do you keep an accurate track of that and as my friend Hillary Clinton once said, what possible difference does it make if you're uh, COVID-19? Said, what difference does it make anyway? Right. Thank you. Uh, and uh, so we'd invite your comment about that, too. All in the news, all three North Hamilton County Commissioner are asking Governor Tom Wolf to allow more small businesses to open in North Hamilton County. Of course, North Hamilton County in the yellow phase as of Friday, and that'll be an opportunity for certain businesses, retail, to do curbside pickup or in-store shopping if it can be done in an ultra-safe manner, but no hair salons, barbers, or in-house businesses being permitted for most individuals. During the virtual public meeting Tuesday, the commissioners agreed to write a letter to the governor asking to to allow still more local county businesses to open if and only if and when and only when it is safe for them to do so, but they do feel as though uh, more businesses could open than will be allowed Friday. Hospitals that are able to go back to elective procedures cut themselves off from the stockpile of state PPE. In other words, in Pennsylvania, the State Department of Health now has a stockpile of personal protective equipment, but if a hospital starts to do elective procedures, they cut themselves off from that. We do want to prioritize our personal protective equipment, such as those gowns and masks and gloves, to facilities that have very large amounts still of COVID-19 patients, such as several different hospitals in the Philadelphia area and in some of the collar counties, as well as the challenged nursing homes, personal care homes that we've been discussing who definitely need PPE. So we're going to have to prioritize to them. 
talked to Rachel Levine answering WKOK's question yesterday. And I'll say this as an aside while it pops into my head. Uh, we had some questions about nursing home care yesterday. Uh, individuals who were COVID-19 positive at a hospital being transferred back home to the nursing home from whence they came. And we had a lot of concerns about that. Throughout her remarks yesterday, she talked about nursing homes, including one of our questions at the end. So uh, you, if you want to listen, if you're going to catch any of her remarks, go to WKOK.com, listen to that one, and the nursing home conversation. Uh, a lot of that is asked and answered, and the state's position made pretty clear uh, there. I didn't answer all the questions, I th- or it left some unanswered questions, but nonetheless, she did talk about that yesterday. Uh, three more big events around the Valley have been postponed. Ta-ta Trot, Mifflinburg Fourth of July celebration, Montour DeLong Fair. Watch for the potentiality for at least one of those to have maybe something this fall, so stay tuned. As we talked about one half hour ago, a second COVID-19 related death has been reported in the Valley, this time in Union County. Additionally, today or yesterday, there were seven new cases of individuals who tested positive in Northumberland County. Governor Tom Wolf has released some additional guidance for businesses in the counties which are heading into the yellow phase. He says uh, some businesses have to stay closed, like nail salons, barbers, and hair salons. Some other businesses may open, permitted they can conduct in-person operations adhering to strict sanitation, masking, and social distancing guidelines. Uh, He also says businesses which have been uh, working satisfactory with telework must continue to do uh, telework. So maybe we won't see Kevin here next week. Other guidance includes specific information on cleaning and disinfecting premises, limiting the number of employees in common areas. We have the link to that posted at WKOK.com. And the State Chamber of Business and Industry has launched Bringing Back PA initiative. President and CEO Gene Barr says at the heart of the effort to get the state's economy back to where it was before the pandemic is the Bringing Back PA website, which provides critical information to help businesses safely resume operations. Barr says establishing protections from coronavirus-related liability is also important. We're hearing from our members who say, wow, I could do everything right. I could follow all the protections. I could follow all the guidelines. I could still be hit with a lawsuit. And bluntly, we are already seeing trial lawyers out on social media trying to find clients who will bring litigation. That is a real problem. Barr says liability protection could come through an executive order from the governor or through legislation. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070. WKOK. Three other the sharks are circling. <laughs> <laughs> Three other headlines very shortly here. Uh, cloth masks will be available this weekend, being given out by the Snyder County Commissioners and County EMA. Uh, that's 9 a.m. Middleburg Middle School parking lot Saturday. Snyder County announced that starting Friday they'll reopen by appointment only. And Joe Kant's going to talk about that tomorrow when he calls the On the Mark show at 830. Uh, wood mode custom cabinetry where nine no, check that. Uh, 393 people currently are employed. Uh, they're bringing their custom uh, cabinetry business back to full operation starting next week. So good news there. Finally, as we've been discussing, U.S. meat supplies are dwindling due to the coronavirus-related production shutdowns. As a result, some stores uh, and restaurants like Wendy's are limiting sales of beef. U.S. beef and pork processing capacity is down 
down 40%. Only one time. cheeseburger per customer. Well, I guess so. Well, I think what will happen is you'll go to someone and they don't have beef. You just okay. got to get chicken or fish. Well, uh, Clara Peller would be brought well, back for her yes, question, where's the beef? That Yeah, that is the AP headline that well that everybody's using for this story. Why anyway, not? It makes sense. Yeah, where Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Uh, well, it's still on the hoof. Um, anyway, Monday night, nearly 20% of U.S. Wendy's didn't have any beef available on their online menus. According to an analysis by Stevenson Investment Bank, Wendy's confirms it's seeing temporary shortages. Meat production plants are gradually reopening, though, they say. In the meantime, some alternative meat companies like Impossible Foods are hoping to fill the void. Impossible Foods says its soy-based burger will go on sale at 1,700 Kroger stores this week. And there already are. I was just well, at Wise's yesterday. There's a wide range of beef um, replacements there. When we start seeing cannibal uh, menus on Facebook, you know, people with cannibal recipes, oh, <laughs> we'll know we're in deep trouble. <laughs> deep trouble. <laughs> Brings a whole new meaning to getting a recipe from your neighbor. What's that commercial it's where the cow's up in there and says, eat more chicken? Is that for uh, uh, Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A, okay. Yes. So That's we're killing, sound advice, too. We're killing 40,000, 100,000 chickens, but there's no beef. What sense mm. does this world make some days? Tell you, we're living on the edge here, buddy. We we're are. We're, we're skating on thin ice. Are we going to unravel? Well, there's only one person that can honestly answer that question. Bobby, are we going to unravel? Well, I, um, you know, I'm going to say from from uh, you know being uh, age 63, and of course having older uh, relatives like your father, you know, to compare notes of what they went through with the depression and, and floods and everything else, and that, you know, I think we've been un- unraveling for years. It's just that it, I mean, you know, compared to what we went, what we went through as a society and and, and as a world over the years, uh, we've always come out uh, somewhere in a different. I mean, we've we've always made it through. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll okay, get through one, this. Okay. Uh, one, one thing I was going to ask. Okay, as far as the testing goes, uh, of course, you know, for the viruses and for anything else. I mean, of course, you go for blood blood tests and uh, urine tests and everything else and that. When I was up in Scranton, uh, this was back in the 90s, I was working for Scranton Broadcasters, and uh, um, I, um, I had a fever when I was working. I mean, I, you know, I developed a fever, so I walked, I went, went home, and then the fever didn't go away, so I went to, um, you know, emergency room at Mercy Hospital. And here, of course, it wasn't the flu or anything. Um, and then, of course, they gave me a medicine, you know, to stop the fever. And they asked me if I was eating anything or, you know, anything like that. I said, well, no, I was drinking a lot of water, which, which I do anyhow. And here, over a period of time, that because the city of Scranton, with their um, water supply and their reservoirs, wasn't totally filtered like we filter everything here in Sunbury. So, uh, uh, you know, mine wasn't the only case, uh, but over a period of time, um, there was maybe 200 what cases, something that were, you know, was uh, that reported by emergency that? rooms. But anyhow, here they found out that the uh, the, the water had giardiasis um, and, and, and whatnot had, had come in, and the um, the uh, you know, I don't know if you, you know if you remember the stories or not, and that they were blaming the uh, sure. um, you know because where the reservoir was at, they were blaming the animals for it. But here, what had happened was a housing development was built above where the reservoir area was, and some of these septic systems leaked into the water supply. I'm not certain I understand where you're going with this. Are you saying this somehow ties into COVID-19? Yeah, yeah, as far as the testing goes, and that, uh, 
where you know at that point, of course, they uh, you know they listed you know anybody that was in the the, the Scranton area and that to go and get um, checked out. Um, because at that point, the water basically it was the water supply that they uh, uh, tried to you know figure out the, what was what was causing this. It, it really wasn't a strain of the flu, but at that point, you know, it was con- it, it could have been part of the flu because it was during flu season. Okay. So maybe with co- with, with uh, you know with co- you know with you know with with the virus we have now, that maybe um, you know try uh, uh, try to, to look. Get the test uh, results from different areas, you know, throughout the world. I mean, right. we just don't have here in the in the U.S. and that, but try to compare notes and see what we can come up with as a common ground for testing. All right. So, yeah, the, the testing is important. We keep talking about that. Well, and I, 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 I don't think I need to be tested for COVID-19. I don't have any symptoms and haven't really been in much circulation. But um, I would love to get an antibody test to see if we ever had it. Plus, they say some people just don't get the COVID-19 or, the, you know, the coronavirus, even when they're exposed to it. You know, so some people are pre, what, predisposed not to get it, I guess, what, pre-indisposed, right. I guess. Is that how you say it? But. Yeah. Uh, in any event. So, all right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, Bobby. We appreciate, got, we appreciate got the call. texts and emails backed up here horrendously, and we're taking more calls at 1-800-795-9565. One of our texters says, good morning. I'm still working one of my jobs because it's essential. I can collect partial unemployment because of one layoff, but not $1,100 a week on unemployment. Laid off is better for Americans now. Signed, Bob. Yeah, that it, is true. It is, but that's that creates a serious problem. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Dr. I can't think of the guy's name. He always wears a bow tie. He's a professor of economics at the University of Maryland. He was on Gordon Deal this morning. He also happened to be on Fox and Friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Fox and Friends this morning as well. Uh, and he was talking about what's going to happen if they call people back. You know, let's say Friday we open up and we can call you back to your business. And well, wait a second, I'm making more on unemployment than I would make if I went back to work. And so I say, uh, you know, go call somebody else. I think I'll stay home. Yeah, I don't feel safe in the workplace. <laughs> well, that's it. If you feel like you're not safe in the workplace, you can tell them that. And then uh, the you can't be called back. And then you can't uh, it. You can stay on unemployment. because. But you, then your job may go away. That was his point. Okay. Dr. Mar- Marici. Dr. Marici. Okay. Uh, and, and he has a good point. I call you back and you say, no, I don't want to come because uh, I'm making more here <laughs> sitting on my can and watching TV than I would make working with for you. Or working on a lot of projects That's, in personal And because fitness. this this four, this extra money is going to run out in, what, four months? I think they put enough in for four months. Well, it's 26 weeks, so whatever. Okay, know, so that's roughly four months. Yeah, or four to six, somewhere in that neck of the woods. So what happens when they... 26 weeks is, is half a year. plain six months. Six that's months, all okay. So what happens? Well, I guess we're two months into it, right? Or a mm-hmm. month into well, it. a right. month, anyway. So what happens when that money goes away and they, they don't have a job to go back to? Now, now we have a real problem in well, the economy. Well, then they'll have to switch jobs. There's still jobs open. Well, we know, should have never made it more lucrative for people to stay home than it is for them to go to work. I mean, that if I buy short-term uh, disability insurance for you, for employees of mine, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't cover everything. It doesn't make you better off than you were. It just tries tides you over till you can get back. That's the whole point. If we, I make you better than you were when you were working, <laughs> what's the point of you working? Well, it's a dilemma, you know. Um who who first called us three weeks ago? And now there's with this. Did you hear the Democrats now David plan Rowe. is they want to offer us two thousand uh, dollars? Is it a week for uh, three months? 
till this is over with. There's a, it's a bill being considered in Washington, and I think the Democrats are pushing it for two thousand dollars for essential week, workers for, for everybody. Everybody Just who because qualified, we're alive. everybody who got the stimulus check would get this two thousand dollars. What week. if you don't make over uh, unless you make over one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year? I got to read the newspaper. <laughs> I'm missing all this. Well, news. I heard this on the on the air this morning. I okay. think Gordon Deal had it on. Okay, so I didn't hear that. It, it struck me as being odd because how much money can we hand out in this country before we start having to pay it back? I never thought I'd look to Mitch McConnell for good guidance, but he has said enough with the borrowing. Let's see what we can do to to pay as we go. Well, my problem is that when they have a need, a specific need, like f- refunding the PPP program, they can't just do that. They have to tack on 65 other things. I saw a meme the other day that says, I feel much better now that I know uh, the Kennedy Center is getting $25 million, and it listed like four or five other things that were in the last stimulus bill that really had nothing to do with the COVID-19 epidemic or pandemic. And that's that's unconscionable. I mean, these guys in Washington, let's face it, no one's ever going to address the issue of paying this stuff back. How much do you know about the Kennedy Center? <laughs> I know nothing. Okay, about that's it. obvious. Okay, I, know I just want to point that out. So okay. as, as you say that they're not I know they do honors every year and make money on a TV show. Other right. than that. So, yeah, before you say that you you, uh, you don't think they deserve COVID money, make sure you know what you're talking about. Well, they about. don't deserve COVID money. I'm not saying they don't deserve to be funded. They've but they don't deserve They've been significantly negatively impacted with hundreds of layoffs because But so of have other people. What about the folks at the local AMC theater down here who can't go to work because I the theaters are closed? I think they got a loan. They should have gotten a loan. I don't know. I saw this morning that there were a lot of places that didn't get them, that were trying to get them and couldn't. So we're, we're stuck here. We're in a bad place. And instead of trying to come up with solutions, the members of Congress and the Senate are instead trying to find ways to enrich people who don't really have any issue with the COVID virus. Call us right now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe is on a Fox News diatribe. we got to stop him. i got to get my horns out of my ears for a minute. 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way. And then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. Joe, one email, we'll hit the phone. All right, one email. Buy only made in America? Hmm, I tried to do that last fall. I quit within a week. Too impossible and too depressing and very eye-opening. And there were certain stores, the whole store, you would have to cross off your shopping list. I'm not going to mention the store, but I know we all shop there a lot. And with towns canceling all local fun activities, we aren't going to be able to stimulate a local economy. It's going to be the same big box stores and grocery stores that we've been shopping at. Sad to see that they are so quickly canceling these fun outdoor activities but I understand, because if one city wouldn't cancel their activities, everybody would flock there. Goodbye 2020 Summer Local Fun. 
Well, yeah, Target and Walmart are full of imported products, but, uh, you know, some people say, hey, that's the global community. Hey, well, let, we support the planet. Yeah. Let's get to Tom. He wants to call me out. Tom, you're on the mark. Call me out. Well, uh, yeah, you know, you're complaining about all this money people's getting. You know, I was wondering uh, what you did with your $2,400. I mean, a person that's so against socialism like you... And a lot of your callers, like Dan and this Mike and all these people that call this show and socialism is so terrible, I would imagine that all you people donated all your money to charity. <laughs> is that what you did with yours? No, they're just getting their taxpayer money back. That was they had to. They oh, were no, forced no, to pay. Socialism. To, they're, they're but, this. No, it's socialism. not. It's, it isn't. It isn't socialism because it's oh, a. Te- no, now, it's not socialism. Well, let me let me answer your question. This is a temporary, one-time thing. This isn't going to go on forever. Socialism <laughs> is the payments <laughs> that go on. Would you let me finish, Tom? Would you let me finish for once? It isn't. This is an emergency situation. It's designed to help people out. It's some people get it who don't deserve it and some people who don't need it yes probably but that's because we haven't we haven't adopted the correct means testing it should go to those who need it and i don't consider it socialism because there is a finite ending point it's socialism joe tom you would i didn't think you would you always you guys always have an excuse a way out of everything <laughs> See, I think it's just like this thing now. You now you're now you're, now you're disputing about. I said about yesterday about this abortion thing was the same thing as what you're doing now, and you're trying to talk your way out of that. Talking and it's about not. What? You guys, like I told you guys, you guys are the biggest hypocrites on the face of the earth on everything, everything. And there are no Democratic hypocrites, are there? Not a one. They're wonderful people. You guys are the biggest hypocrites in the world on everything. (laughs) Everything. I think you need to look at some of your big Democratic pals. Anybody that gets anything that you don't get, that's socialism. Well, but Tom, you get it, but no, you just socialism. said you just said something <laughs> I got you was you just said something <laughs> I got was socialism. Now you're saying that what I don't get is socialism. Tom, Which is we it? try to tell you how things really are, and you try to get out of it. You're the one that's getting out of it. You're trying to say that we're wrong when we know we're right. You're wrong. Oh, I see. <laughs> what are we twelve? You guys, I mean, that's, I think I think anybody that talks like you and Dan and. Lance and this Mike and all these other Al and all these crazy people that call this show <laughs> so think everything is so Tom's bad. the normal one. <laughs> this socialism is so bad, and these abortions are so bad. You know, you guys are, are really out of it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we can truthfully announce that anyone who disagrees with Tom is a hypocrite no, and I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm saying that you've got that... If you if you wouldn't have got that thing, I'll guarantee you, if you wouldn't have got that twelve hundred bucks and these other people that got it, if you guys wouldn't have got it and somebody else would have got it, you know what it would have been? Socialism. Unfair. <laughs> you no. would have been socialism, it wouldn't have been fair because you didn't get it. But right. since you got it, well that's not socialism because we got it. That's not socialism. Now you got all these excuses as to why it's not socialism, and that's the way you guys so, think. So, if I go to the gro- if I go to the restaurant and I when it's open and I get a senior citizen discount, is that socialism, Tom? Oh yeah, for old people. Is that socialism? Yeah. Do you no. accept that? Huh? Well, that's not socialism, huh? 
No. Why? It's sing- it's it's dealing with one segment of the population, one issue, saying anybody over 65 or 55 gets a discount. That's Here we're saying everybody, and, and neither is the stimulus. Neither is the stimulus bill because See, now, it's, you're trying, now you're trying to come up with some kind of a ridiculous. No. Argument. Well, you won't let me finish. That's so how would you know? How would you know what I'm going to come up with? Because you won't let me finish saying it. All right, we got to go, Tom. <laughs> I'm just saying that people here is a one-time deal. It addressed a specific problem, and it did it in a broad brush stroke. That is not socialism. No, that's just Big Big Brother trying to coddle you uh, through a pandemic. I, I'm assuming Tom sends he's the one true truth, and of course anybody who anybody who disagrees, disagrees with Tom with is a hypocrite, is hypocrite and crazy. And he must be Catholic because my lovely bride says, "Well, they're the one true church." So, oh, so well, we, anybody we, who disagrees with you, they're we, not going right. to heaven, right? Right. Okay. Well, so. Ah, where are we? Uh, I don't know. Where are we? We have two calls pending. Van. Yeah, Van is the last caller before a quickie break, but he got he has the floor right now. Good morning. This is uh, the crazy hypocrite, according to Tom. I mean, <laughs> oh, did he? Anyone that says abortion is bad, you're a hypocrite and you're crazy, and people that are say abortion is good are, are sane and know, normal, mentally well people, <laughs> and they have the truth. And I don't I don't think it's good to kill babies. If you can justify that, then I think you have some major issues. But anyway. Agree with you. Uh, the, the thing with the predictions now of, of more mass deaths and stuff, that once we get you know, people get going about their business again, I think it's just a scare tactic. You know, it's like uh, I've seen a meme by Dennis Prager, until it's safe means never. And there's, there's, there's a fear that's instilled in people by all these deaths being predicted. But if I were to make a prediction of what's going to happen through all this, and I'm looking at this through a, a biblical lens, is that we are fast heading toward the end times. We have all the technology is there now for the Antichrist to be able to control things when he comes on the scene. And there's a big push for the 5G technology, which I'm not saying that's bad technology, but good things have always been used for bad throughout our, our lifetime. And it will always be that way, as long as sinful man's in control. And with the 5G technology, they're going to use that to surveil people. They're doing that now. They can track people with their cell phones. The, the cell phones may, may just as well be you know, stitched fast to your, your body because everyone that has them, they constantly have them with them. So they know where you are 24-7. And... They well, you can turn that off on your phone, though. In, in New Jersey, telling them, you know, to maintain six feet social distancing. It's, it's like it's out of an, an Orwellian movie, the stuff we're seeing. But there's so much other stuff that isn't being uh, broadcast news-wise in America. A lot of people aren't, aren't aware of the fact that over in Africa right now, there are plagues of locusts that they say are of biblical proportion. And there's, there's people over there that are starving, thousands every day. They're not dying from the COVID-19, but they're dying from starvation. And sooner or later, here in America, as Tom, our socialist friend there, likes to have people giving money, this stuff of, there's people proposing, like Joe had brought up, $2,000 a month given to people, and it's to keep people at home, not working. And we're seeing now our food supply is being affected by this. You know, it's like you brought up about Wendy's. They're plowing lettuce and, and other vegetables under because the restaurants that they were directly sold to aren't in business. 
But instead of that food being harvested and given to people, it's being plowed under. Chickens are being killed. Beef are being slaughtered. You know, the, the meat's not being processed. And sooner or later, when this country starts to get a little hungry, because the food's going to be rationed in the richest nation in the world because things have been mishandled because we've gone off the, you know, to the extreme to, you know, to have things safe, you know, and this COVID-19, I know, Mark, you had asked me if I thought it was, you know, just like the flu. Honestly, I don't think it's just like the flu. I think it's worse than the flu, but I don't think it's the Black Plague. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's way past time we get back to work in this country or we are going to have some ramifications that we may not be able to, to recover from. And I'm thinking on a biblical perspective, you know, the Antichrist is soon going to arise in this world, and this world is going to be like a police state, you know, with like the book 1984, you will be monitored, you'll be told what to do. We're being told what to do now to stay home, and it's it's time really in my book, you know, that that we have some civil disobedience. You know, Rosa Parks, she didn't follow the, the laws. Right. Yet there was civil disobedience, and you know, some states locking down till in ju- till July. That's insane. All right, we got to move on. But thank you so much for the call. Good I, I, I thank agree you. with you on a lot yeah. of those points. Thank you, that, thank yeah, you so much, man. Uh, irreparable harm to our economy. Cindy's waiting. Not only does she have to wait through the break, but she has to wait through the car commercial too. So this is a double whammy. So stand by, Cindy. We do ask that you visit the Sunbury Motor Company to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right from your home. Uh, you can correspond emailically with Jason Benfer over at the. Lincoln dealership, Jeff Clock at the Ford dealership, Ernie or Austin, of course, they're in charge of the Kia dealership. They got that Telluride there. Incidentally, check out Consumer Reports. F- most fabulous SUV in the world right now is the Telluride, made by Kia. It's a wonderful car, and they would just love to put you in one over there on Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Kyle Alexander's down there at the Ford dealership. If he has doesn't have an F-150 that suits you uh, online, uh, you just can't be pleased, and they would just love to see you down there. Uh, they got Fords, Hyundai's, Kia's, and Lincoln, a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks as well. At the Quick Lane, they'll pump you up with nitrogen, align you, they'll put you in proper alignment, and uh, they'll make sure that you're in fabulous condition when you leave the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, SunburyMotors.com is the place where car sales start, begin, and end these days, and they would just love to see you online at SunburyMotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Uh, Cindy, wow, this is a record wait for somebody, 17 minutes. But fortunately, you are now on the radio, so please go right ahead. 
How lucky am I? <clears throat> but I want to address the issue of this stimulus before I go on to my other topic, which is, should I receive this money? And I have not. I will be giving it to my granddaughters because they're the ones who are going to have to pay the bill. I think it's sinful that those of us who aren't in desperate need have been given this money. Mm, I like that. That's a very interesting philosophy. Basically stealing from grandchildren. If you have grandchildren, you're stealing from them. And the least you should do is take this money and give it to them. You could put it in their college fund, put it in a savings fund for them. You could help them with their needs. But to take this money is basically stealing from them because they're going to get the bill, not us. And I don't see why retirees should have gotten it at all. They still get their Social Security. They still get their pension. Why should they have received this at all? And I'm 65 years old. To those of you who think, yeah, well, if you were old, you'd care about this. I am old. And that's how I care. Well, the president wants their votes. The Congress wants their votes. Well, not just the president. The whole Congress. Um, But I want to say this. I think that the House of Representatives, U.S. House of Representatives, has made a compelling case that they're non-essential workers, <laughs> and they should have been laid off, and they should have only been paid unemployment, instead of getting their salary of $174,000 a year and all the goodies that go with it. <laughs> they haven't done anything. <laughs> you know, two yeah. phone-in votes, basically. They, I think they should be laid off. They're not actually working. So I get that. I get that that's the same, that this is a reflection of the current crisis. That's true about all the people that have been laid off. Hairdressers, street sweepers, you name them. Uh, Those people that have been laid off, they get it. So why hasn't the leadership in this country, the elected officials, why haven't we laid them off? Why are they sitting on their duff, you know, waving their hands and throwing bombs at each other? They should be laid off, too. They should have been laid off. They're not there actually functioning in their capacity. They should have been laid off and be on unemployment. That might be very enlightening to them to discover what that's like. And I'm sure there are people that made that much money a year who were laid off. I know uh, that a business where my son-in-law worked um, for uh, GE is being closed down in Pittsburgh, and all those people are losing their jobs. They get it. They get laid off. It's not just blue-collar people. White-collar people are getting laid off, too. But... I think that uh, there's some real skullduggery when Congress can take months off. On the other hand, I I have some peace because they're not passing some nonsense and they're not down there. (laughs) Of course, they're ramping up again, throwing bombs at each other, which serves no one. Serves no one for them to sit down there and play verbal, you know, bombardier with uh, accusations against each other and outrageous comments. And I want to close by saying this. I don't think that these uh, experts who have for the last two months, worked tirelessly to try to uh, steer our country through this morass. I don't think they should be subjected to the kind of nonsense that goes on when you're called to testify before Congress. I don't know if my good neighbors have ever watched this. I have. So what typically happens is that they call on, you know, Representative Ohora, that's me, and I just make a speech calling this person every bad thing I can possibly say and then I may or may not even ask them a question. So they've been forced to sit there for days at a time sometimes listening to this crap. It's just a speechifying moment. 
C-SPAN offers this opportunity mm-hmm. to these uh, short-sighted people. They can do the minute speeches every morning. C-SPAN runs the minute speeches on television. If they feel the overwhelming need to rant and rave, they can use that forum. But to call forward experts, professional people, people who've worked exhaustively to try to help our country, and then spend their time speechifying, calling them every bad name in the book, I think that's outrageous. And the person yesterday using the derogatory comments against Dr. Redfield should really rethink what they're saying. All right. Because I believe that man has worked very hard within a very difficult situation to serve this country, and he doesn't deserve to be uh, called names or derided. I doubt that person could have stepped up to fill those shoes. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, really Thanks, appreciate the call. Uh, Marcy from Shemokin, thank you for calling in. You're on the mark. Hello. Um, your call screener asked me to come on the air with this question, so I am a little nervous. Okay. Well, that's okay. all right. And it's kind of a simple question. Okay. On the first day of the coronavirus, when it became about, and I have a 26-year-old daughter, and I watch her, my grandsons, and she went out shopping, spent $400 on groceries and everything. And then she came home and said, and then I heard there's a COVID-19, a new virus. I said, that just means that was the date it happened. Yeah, 2019 they discovered it. Yes. And then it was also called the novel virus, which means it's a new virus. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. Why can't we just call it one name? (laughs) I guess it has to be explained specifically, but some people think it is three different viruses. Oh. Hmm. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be right. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think the, COVID is, what, an abbreviation or something? I think it's it's not just coronavirus. It's like corona something, short, something virus 19, something. 2019. Mm, yes, because that's when it began. Okay. Yeah, and, and novel virus means it's a new virus. Okay, right. and then... Um, as I'm on the air while I'm talking, well, and I don't like to be on the air. I'm a nervous wreck. <laughs> You're here. doing fine. Keep it up. And I'm probably on your last minutes. <laughs> um, what else? Well, coronavirus is its full name, so that's the virus that well, gets sent around. You started out right. by saying you had a question, I but you... the virus. What was that's your... What, what was, I say. What was your but question? today, I heard a really kind of saddening things where the tennis players are collecting a fund to fund them, and they're going to distribute it amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And you think they would be collecting a fund to distribute it to charities. However, once they get this, um, what do you call it? This. What, what, they get the disease under control or get the money no, raised? No, no, no. 
they are collecting money to uh, distribute amongst themselves to I don't want to say survive. Oh, I see. Okay, yes. The, okay, the wealthiest tennis players. Yep. The wealthiest tennis, tennis players, players are going to give to the poorest you tennis think players. They would at least say work and to give to a charity. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think that's pitiful. Okay. All right. That, well noted. And that just came out today. And let me see what else. Well, I'll tell you what, we're out of time for each caller, but thank you so much for checking in. Take care. And no, wait, did I have one more note? (laughs) You can have 10 seconds left. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. I don't think so. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for all your news and information. And I always. Your news is my top news. Oh, good. Well, thank, well, thank you very you. much. Beats work, yes, and, you know, we is. enjoy doing it. Thank you very much, Marcy. Appreciate your call. Yeah, thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, one, thank you. Uh, yep, Have thank a you. great day. You, you too. too. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. we got one call coming in, but we'll take more comers, and we're stacked up with emails. we got to go through them fast here. 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guy's force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subray Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Go ahead. All right, we got some emails pending. Once, just once, the next time Tom is on the phone, please, please ask him to say, get off my lawn. He was born for it. <laughs> he was born for that quote. Yeah, that's true. Uh, another email says, you cannot continue to receive unemployment if your job becomes available and you turn it down. That clarification was made last week after the governor said the solution was to just offer the workers more money. Oh, well, that's good. That's a big myth that's still well, yeah, out there. Well, yeah, if you do turn down work, if there's work for you and you turn it down, your employer, but your employer has to file. I have to say, I called Mark Lawrence and I asked asked him to come back to work and he said no. Therefore, I asked to be relieved from the charges. That only relieves you from the charges that you as the business pay. But if the state and the federal government has decided that you get extra benefits, you still get them. And what about this idea if you say the workplace is not safe? Well, I don't know how you'd have to, uh, you'd probably have to have a hearing on that. I think your okay. employer could challenge that and you could ask for a hearing. Tony Machete is calling us next week, so oh, okay. we'll ask him that. Uh, while listening I googled for my interest. Walmart imports approximately 70% of their products from China. Amazon about 40%. Going to be tough to get our shoppers to want to pay more for their daily needs. Buy American. China sells about 80% of their own products in their own Walmarts. Oh, all right. Okay. And uh, who are we going with? Van, you Van. got a minute of fame. Go right ahead. All right, real quick. Uh, what I heard what the COVID-19 stands for is Certificate of Vaccination ID and the 19, if you do numerology, the 1 and the 9 represent the letters AI. So 
what I've heard with the vaccine that they're proposing, it has four little needles on it that will go just slightly into your into your skin, and it'll leave quantum dots behind, which are, are bits of copper, that then they can use a scanner to detect if you've been vaccinated. And I know they're pushing this vaccine, and whenever they get it developed, they want everyone to get it, and that will be a means of them being able to know who had the vaccine and who, who didn't have it, and who knows what will become of that if they'll use that as a means of if you don't have the vaccine you got to stay home or or what they'll do but that's what i heard i know it sounds kind of you know conspiratorial but it's that's what i heard do you guys hear anything about that or no uh yeah upmc's vaccine uses that i haven't heard anything about sort of those other outcomes where if you don't get it you can't do things but uh um it's it's just a brave new world you know this kind of thing is going to pop up Al, uh, what what is Al? He's the biggest hypocrite in the world. What else? He's one of those crazy one hypocrites. Of a, one of the crazy hypocrites. Okay, it's crazy hypocrite day, Al. You're on the mark. I'm going to tell you something crazy now, and thanks for letting me say it. Don't cut me off. This is we're at war already with China, and they've been stealing our stuff, our ideas, and our technology for years. And now this has just taken one step further where they caused human life. I called the other week about they shut Wuhan down to the rest of China and left everybody to go wherever they wanted in the world. That was spreading the seed. So I I just think right now, you know, we're going to have to bide our time to get things back in this country, um, nationalize our own medicine. And uh, I think we're already at war with China because, you know, they want to be number one. That's that's what I have to say about that. I, right. I, and I always say, don't trust China any further than you can throw it. <laughs> well, I couldn't throw it very far. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's see. Emails. Back to emails. Maybe right. we'll clear the board uh, Comment here. for On the Mark. I ask that you refer to me as a local dentist and keep my name out of it. I'm truly concerned well, with blowback. Since it's not signed, that's going to be easy right. to do. I'm truly concerned with blowback from the state. Dr. Levine stated that they will deny protective equipment for hospital workers. It's outrageous and scary. Your local doctor should be making the decision as to whether or not a procedure is necessary or not. There is no way Dr. Levine, sitting in Harrisburg, can make a decision as to which procedures are necessary and which procedures are not. Big Brother has gone too far. My normal supplies of PPE have dried up for seeing emergency and urgent dental infections. My supplier, a 142-year-old company with long-standing relationships and manufacturers, cannot get these supplies. Just yesterday, I discovered infection for a patient who is having a heart procedure today. Your report shows why we cannot get PPE. The state is hoarding those supplies. Lies. Well, that's unconscionable. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he has a great point there. I know that the, everybody wants the state to have an adequate supply, but they're beyond that. But then they won't share if if you're not doing if you're doing elective well, surgeries, the then ridiculous. you don't deserve it. Dental health. I mean, you can die from dental problems if they aren't addressed properly and quickly. You get an infection. Mm-hmm. You know, they should not be. They should be allowed to have the equipment they need too. I mean, and if it comes from the state, it comes from the state. Well, yeah, we had a doctor on here one time that talked about the, not a direct correlation, but the significant correlation of dental health and heart disease. I, I didn't realize it, but the bacteria and all this, uh, well, I guess the bacteria is a big factor in, in what affects your heart and plaque, and uh, that's, and dental issues contribute to that. 
Well, anybody who who's ever had a dental abscess can tell you it's not a very pleasant thing and it needs immediate attention. One more fast. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. My opinion on the mask. The press would really love to have the president put that mask on. How much money do you think the first photographer would get for that picture? <laughs> it's all the media that they want the mask on the president, and then they'll use it and use it and use it. Thank you and have a great day. Yeah, yeah we use our governor picture with his big cloth mask on every day. So uh, he wears it all the time. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Joe Camp's going to call in at 8.30, and we'll have open phones then. This is WKOK Sunbury.